hello. We did so we, we just had Mother's Day, and uh, Jess, what did you do to celebrate or commemorate the holiday? Um, I had, I broke quarantine rules, and I actually had my sisters over with their families, and then we just hung out, um, ordered, I asked uh, my sister who like is the mom out of us <laughs> siblings um what she wanted and we did like we did beer and pizza so i ordered beer or i ordered pizza <laughs> we had beer i had champagne we hung out on the lawn like grabbed some like grabbed some tables and just and chairs and just sat out i don't know why we had so many tables we only had one <laughs> um and we just enjoyed the day together and it was really really sunny out and so the good mom that she is, she made sure I had sunscreen on so I didn't get burnt. But my neck got a little crispy. You look tan. I you look tan. But you, know what's funny is that I wouldn't have been without her motherly awesomeness. You would have been burnt. So oh, yeah. I had already been out in the um, out in the sun for a while. But her her awesomeness of being a mom was like, you need sunscreen and saved me, and now I have a golden tan. Oh my god. <laughs> that base before summer yeah but no but we got lit like we had we had fun we had pizza beer towards the end of the night we had we were drinking champagne um as you guys know like my mom's no longer alive so we made sure that we toasted to our mom and just making sure like we just enjoy the time that ultimately family time is really important like when you go through a loss like that like you realize life is short and family members and keeping the, the people that you care about closest and making sure they know that is important. So, like, just taking the time. So it was really good. Yeah. What about you? Well, we we do like a barbecue for every occasion. So we just barbecue. <laughs> Kebabs. Uh, no, we did burgers and some veggies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a weird holiday because I've had like three moms ever in my life. So I yeah. have like my real mom, my first stepmom, and my second stepmom. So it's like I text all of them separately mm-hmm. and I give them a call, um, and. We just barbecued, and then I got my current stepmom and my dad tickets to a concert that was supposed to happen on June 6th, um, but it actually got rescheduled to 2021, and I was like, oh my God. June 6th, 2021? Uh, August uh, 2021. So I'm like, well, here's this. So another Mother's Day and Father's Day will pass before they actually go to the concert. You can get t-shirts for You can get them outfits for this concert now. (laughs) Because you have birthdays. Like, shit, Christmas. I should have saved these tickets for next year or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, now I got to wait a year and a half to actually use it. But Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and moms can come in so many shapes and forms. Like, like yeah, having, like you say, you have three. Like, not all moms are biological. And not all, I would say, not all moms even have biological children. Mm-hmm. Or even are, have adoptive children. Like, you can be very motherly in, in a lot of shape or form. So, happy Mother's Day, after Mother's Day to everybody. <laughs> Today we have our first uh, ever guest on our show. <laughs> um, he is actually my stepbrother. So this is Farid. And he, um, how old are you? 28. Oh, he's 28. And uh, <laughs> he went to Washington State University, got his degree in accounting. Accounting. And uh, <laughs> I know him so well. Um, but he... Uh, Studied for accounting and went into the corporate world um, right after graduation. And he is now pursuing an awesome career in videography. And so we're just going to talk to him today about how that big shift from, you know, your college degree, you're pursuing this degree, and then a couple years outside of college, you're not even using that degree anymore. And you kind of 
got taken on this path of better purpose and all these new and great things coming. So we're just going to ask him a couple questions today. Um, Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Excited to be here. Yeah. Um, He is our manager, our manager. What? Remember last week how we told him he's our manager? he's our manager. (laughs) He's our producer. I'm I'm keeping these two in check all the time. Support. (laughs) Support, yeah. Hype trial or hype man. (laughs) Hashtag Jess is a beast. All right, so let's get right into the first question. Sure. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about you and like, your background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like Cam mentioned, I uh, went to Wazoo and uh, you know got my bachelor's in accounting there. I got my CPA license after college. Um, I went into the deep end of like the corporate world and, you know, it's it's weird because like growing up like we're always told like what we should do by our parents especially you know like oh you should grow up and be a doctor or whatever so um that's like kind of why i went down that path was just it was a practical job yeah um and my mom kind of like wanted me to have a practical job so and all my friends were studying accounting right so like that means i had to study accounting so um after college i worked at a big corporate firm in seattle like cam mentioned and i spent three years there and it was kind of miserable yeah. <laughs> like, did you uh live in a cubicle um some some days but most days like i was on the client site so like oh. wherever the, the client would stick us yeah. so like i was an auditor okay. so like i was like the police of like the business world Ooh. and like no one likes you uh, <laughs> when you're did, an you, auditor. did you have to wear a suit and tie no i didn't have to wear a suit and tie a but, I, mean, but I, I did wear like <laughs> I did wear like dress shirts and like you know like Henleys were okay like nice Henleys <laughs> things like that. Yeah. But um no I would I would like travel a lot so I would go to like on on site to the client so like T-Mobile was with client Eddie Bauer like these big companies and we'd go in and like audit them so like we'd look at their stuff and like mm. like I said no one likes you when you're an auditor so like, yeah it's it wasn't um I don't know I didn't really see a, a whole lot of uh, impact and positive growth from it like yeah the purpose like. Like, that was a big question for me. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. The only impact I saw was, like, the partner got a new Porsche every year. Like, that was my impact, you know? So it, it, it was, like... What did you get every year? My base salary. Oh. And, like, working 80 hours a week sometimes. And just totally being stressed out. Yeah. Like, right now, back in corporate land, you would be, as an accountant, working... Well, tax season? You don't do that part, though. So I didn't... <laughs> I didn't do the tax. I didn't do the tax side of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you just said that. But like, but like, either way, if you work at one of those places, especially a big one like where I worked at, like yeah, you're, you're grind. You're, they're gonna grind you out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like that's why I started to like consider different things. Yeah. So, so at what point did you kind of was there a moment that you're like, this isn't for me anymore. I need to kind of change what I'm doing because I'm not happy. Yeah. Like, what was that point and what was that breaking point to actually make a decision? Yeah, your wake up. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of people go through life and, like, they live for the weekend, right? So, like, Monday comes around and, like, you're dreading going back to work. And so, like, I felt like that a lot. But then I also um, I also have had a lot of injuries. Uh, and specifically, like, I had – at the time, so I had an injury on my – right shoulder yeah i know right you're dealing with something right now um i had a right shoulder injury so i had like a labrum tear and um a rotator cuff tear and all these other things and so i had to get i had to deal with that and um, i took time off of work and so when you're when you're post post op and like in a sling 
and you have like six weeks off, you know, like you have a lot of time to reflect. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, a situation that a lot of people are in right now mm-hmm. because of, you know, the whole coronavirus But are they thing. truly reflecting is the question or are they doing things they to suffering? avoid it? Yeah. Which yeah. is causing more suffering in the long run. Yeah. But let's go back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, and so for me, it was like I was reflecting on like, what am I doing with my life? And how long ago? Or how long after college were you were you in this situation now? Three years. So three like, years post-college. Yeah, so like 22, I graduated. 25, I was three years into my career, and I was, I was successful. Like, I was getting promoted and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so I was at home, and I, that's when I like started to reflect a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, hey, you know, if I grow up and I'm old, like, am I going to be proud of what I accomplished? Like, am I going to look back on my life and feel like I made a positive impact and left yeah. a good mark, you know? Yeah. Um, and the answer was no mm-hmm. being in that job. So like, that's Did where it I like s- scream. No. When you thought about that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, uh, it made me really uncomfortable. Ooh, like yeah. really wow. uncomfortable. Cause like everything like, in I, your soul, you're like, so pivotal. Oh. everything that I'd worked for. Yeah. And I worked really, really, really hard well, yeah. to get to where I, like, I wasn't at like some dead end job. Like that's a job that a lot of people in accounting, like that is the pinnacle. Like that's where you're like that's where all you're, accountants yeah. want that yes. job. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah, existential <laughs> crisis. Like, yeah, you were literally yeah. like the high, at, like, not like the high end athlete, McDonald's All American, <laughs> All American, the top of the top. You were the top of the top. Yeah, it was and a really good company. The company was yeah really prestigious. Really, yeah, yeah, prestigious. And then you were like, you know what? No, I'm not having it anymore. Yeah. I I want to go back just real quick and recognize how. And I'm not sure if you've ever thought about this, but like the fact that you went to school and you got your degree in accounting and then you went right into your field and how that can be very uncommon. So that's a, that's a something, that's a bragging rights, even though you're not even in that field anymore. Cause like, I'll tell you like with my degree, like I, you know, being that I went to school for psychology and I graduated with that degree, but ultimately I'm in the fitness world. If that makes sense. Like you don't necessarily get, and not everyone gets their degree to go straight into the field that they're working in. And you did yeah. that, which is cool. And then you became the American or McDonald's all American yeah. of jobs. <laughs> you know what that means? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I didn't when I first heard it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So we're, we're going, we're wrapping back around to, you felt the call of no, yeah. like, I'm not going to be happy if I'm 80 years old looking back at my life. Yeah. Continuing this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I, started to like look into other things and I, photography and video is always like a hobby of mine. So like yeah. throughout the years, even like, like right as I graduated college, like I was into f- photography even before I graduated. Yeah. And, um, I started to like looking into like other ways to make money. Like I just looked online and started like figuring out like, Oh, some people are running social media marketing agencies. Like, I don't know if you guys know Ty Lopez. Like I took Ty Lopez's course and like, he's like this social media marketing guy. So like I started to try and figure out like, how can I make money? Like mm-hmm. I just run my own business. So yeah. um, I still stayed at that job for a while and I, I just kept honing my craft with photography and videography. And I randomly decided to take an improv class, Improv 101. Um, and uh, I met, um, it was like a six week course. I thought it'd be fun, improve my public speaking. And I met a Cambodian guy there. His name was uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. And um, him and I became friends over the course of the class. Mm-hmm. And um, randomly just... He offered me like, hey, dude, I've, I see what you're doing. Like I showed him my photos and stuff. He's like, what if we take what you're doing and do it in Cambodia? Like what if we like take your side hustle and side business and do it in Cambodia? I have a business network out there. Yeah, like move? Yeah. 
And, and like, this is like week, week four <laughs> into the class. Yeah. 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 And I was like, you just started like experimenting. You're like, Oh, it's this like you're interesting. Like you're yeah. just learning. Yeah. And, and you like, just met oh, someone. Go. It's like your friendship dating and all of a sudden they want to move in together. With you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Whoa. That moved quick. <laughs> Zero to 100 real yeah. quick. And then, and, and then, so he was like, like we, we could do, we could move out there. And, and then I, when I looked at him and I was like, in my head, I was like, that sounds really sketchy. Yeah. Like that sounds super sketchy. Yeah. Like, I, like in my head, I I pictured waking up in like an ice bath with like my organs, har- har- <laughs> yeah, har- harvested. You know. Yeah. Like, no kidney. <laughs> uh, before you continue, because um, I know I know you have a lot to say after the Cambodia is like a pivotal moment for you. Um, what was the difference of like your decision of owning your own business and pursuing your entrepreneurship versus? you know, doing similar things, but working for someone else. Like what was that process? Yeah. Was there a question? Like, did you ever want to work for someone? You're like, there's no question. I definitely want to work for myself. I don't think I had really decided at that point whether or not I wanted to work for myself. I think it was more so just like exploring what else I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I think now at this point in my life, yeah, I I don't think I would ever really want to work with someone else. And like I I can get to that later on why. Um, But no, I I think it was just like exploring because like Mm -hmm. I was – uh, I had money put away and I was comfortable like leaving my job and I didn't burn any bridges either. Like I talked to my manager and I was like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And she's like, Hey, go for it. If it doesn't work out, you, you have your job. Like we'll, yeah. we'll take you back. That's, so, cool. that's huge. But that also yeah. says a lot about you and your work ethic for them to be like, yeah, go pursue it. Yeah. Especially yeah. with a big company. They can yeah. be like, no, fuck off. Like, Prestige yeah. worldwide. Pick, you're replaceable, why, you know? Why, why? Prestige worldwide. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, you had that at prestige, prestige worldwide. What are they, what are they put? They put like peanut butter on a, on a honeybee or something. It's <laughs> <What? laughs> one oh, of the yeah, things yeah. they do. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. Uh, continue. Off so, topic. yeah, you're good. Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah, so we were mentioning Cambodia. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we, I moved like my mom freaked out too. By the way, like when I mentioned it to her, uh, but I, I, I moved. We moved there, and uh, it was me, Mike, and a few other friends, uh, and we ran like a marketing agency out there. So that's where I, got, I kind of put some of my knowledge from that research I was doing from before. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I spent like a year and a half out there. Uh, I worked on some really cool projects. I worked with Audi. That was that was a highlight. Um, learned how to like a, run a, like a team. Like we had like five or six staff on payroll. Uh, cost of living is different out there, of yeah. course. Like it's like three hundred bucks a month on average to pay an employee, so it's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really good experience. I saw like the worst sides of people, like absolute worst sides of people, like over money and backstabbing. And then I've also saw like really good sides of people. So yeah. like living out there, I feel like I lived like ten years, like five or ten years. I don't know. Wow. Like, it was a lot of just. It was just so much stuff that happened out there condensed into that year and a half. Yeah. Um, what was it, like adapting to their lifestyle? when you first got there, like the culture Yeah, what, shock. Was, that what like? was that like? Yeah, well, first of all, like, you have, like, a target on your head because everybody assumes you have money. <laughs> and, and like, uh, girls, like, you'll get a lot of attention from girls. Like, I, I feel like I now know, have some idea of what it feels like to be a girl here in the States. <laughs> the US, oh, everyone's okay. looking at you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, I have a feeling, like, I have some idea of what it feels like to be, like... A girl here, and especially if you're like an attractive girl, like I know somewhat what that might be like. Just the, all the attention, right? Yeah. Like, negative, good or bad, right? That you so you're get. openly admitting you know and feel that you're attractive. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because <laughs> the way he said that. So you're a narcissist. So. <laughs> Do you think you're pretty? Hey, self love, right? <laughs> 
pretty. So you think you're I, attractive? Not even, not even like that. Like I just mean like being different, you know? Like yeah, being yeah, different yeah. in a country it's like, like being that. Being stared yeah. at. I mean, everyone looks. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like, you don't look like anybody else. Totally. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm teasing. So you're saying you're attractive. So you're a douchebag. So you think you're pretty? Yeah. So you think you're pretty. So okay. Sidebar. Uh, no dishwasher. Um, no dishwasher. I have to dry, hang, yeah. hang dry your clothes. Yeah. But explain um, to me again why Cambodia? Like, what was the dude? Like, what's the benefits of moving to Cambodia and doing your business there versus the? Well, States? I had I, the initial offer of going out there was I had a guaranteed salary. Mm, okay. So I was actually going to be working underneath somebody, but I had some creative freedom. Gotcha. Okay. So my initial salary out there was two thousand a month, which is a crap ton in that's Cambodia. A lot. Like yeah. that's a lot in Cambodia. How much was rent? Your rent? Oh, you had uh, a deal. I, I had I had my rent paid for. My Dang. rent was my rent was yeah. my rent was also like two thousand a month, which is an, an, an insane amount in Cambodia. So yeah, really. so like combined, like I had a sweet deal. And going you still out didn't there. have a dryer. Ah <laughs> <laughs> shit. No, but I did have uh, dry cleaning. Like they would just come pick up your clothes oh, and do it for you. Interesting. I lost. I ended up losing that deal. Like. If you're listening to this right now, I'd be like, wow, cool. Like, I ended up losing all of that, so. <laughs> it gets worse. The story gets worse. Yeah, just yeah. definitely crashed after that. Um, yeah. Mike had some issues with the people that made arrangements for us, and, like, he caused a lot of a lot of clashing. Yeah. And uh, we ended up getting kicked out of there because of him. But yeah. we, we had the option to stay, but they were like, we just want Mike out, so. Oh, okay. Um, we were loyal to Mike, and we, we left with him. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, financially it wasn't a success. Like yeah. it was not like, I actually hit rock bottom out there. Yeah. Um, s- some months, like I didn't even know if I'd have enough like money to like put food on like uh, to eat. You yeah. Know? So, um, it was a great life experience, but financially it was a failure. So, mm-hmm. um, after like that year and a half of like doing a bunch of stuff, um, I had to make a judgment call because, like, I didn't really see it going anywhere financially. Because, mm-hmm. like, some of my other business partners just weren't there, you know? Yeah. Like, they were just screwing around. Yeah. So that's when I made the decision to move back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I've done enough here. Um, I feel like I've learned quite a lot here. Yeah, it and, sounds like and, you learned a lot. And now it's, now it's time to, like, do this and e- either go back to my job or try and leverage what I learned and start something back yeah. in the States. Now, was there a pivotal moment... In Cambodia, where you were like sitting with your thoughts, kind of like you did with the whole counting transition, yeah. was there like a moment? Maybe you're looking out at a beautiful view. Yeah, or something. yeah. There was a few times. There was like a few times towards the end where like I worked so much to try and like pull things off, and then like my other business partners didn't put in the effort, you know. Yeah. And so like at those moments, I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And then my friend came and visited Dom, uh, and uh, he like we had a good time when he visited, but he was like, dude, what are you doing here? And like, he kind of talked some sense into me. He was like, you got to like, come back. Like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to end up like one of those people that like just get stuck, stuck here and like, don't, don't end up doing anything. It's just going to like spiral, mm. spiral downwards. Like he told me that like my friend did. So that's a good friend. Yeah. It's really important to have those friends out there that are willing to have the tough talks with you. So wake, same, wake you so back up. <laughs> you're telling me the same guy that gave you this advice also sent a four local gold to our house. Yeah, same guy. Drink. Same guy. Same guy. That's the kind of friend you need is the guy who talks some fucking sense into you but doesn't forget where you came yeah. from. Yeah. And sends a four loco to your house. And reminds, you, reminds <laughs> the world that you can chug a four loco pretty damn quick and faster than Cam. So fast. <laughs> it was the, so for fast. The, for the record, that's like not a cool thing. Like anybody... <laughs> any, 
Anybody that's I can chug faster than anyone. And for local with that. Anybody that's listening, if if you think that chugging fast is a cool thing, I'm going to tell you right now. It's not. It's something. It's, really I, it's something. It's something I picked up in college. It's d- not well, nothing to strive towards. You. So. <laughs> but it's still. I mean, like for the any for the uh, everyday non-chugger um, or people who attempt to try to chug fast, like it's quite. It was like what? It's a, <laughs> It's like one, two, three, uh, done, and the cam's like. <laughs> it's a cool party trick. That's about it. Okay, so tell me the process of like when you came home. So you made the decision. Yeah. Um, you moved back home, and what was that transition like? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of it was it was a culture shock. Like it was like reverse culture shock because mm-hmm. like I had to figure out how to like. Oh, I can cross the street now without getting run over. Like mm. I had to like re reacclimate. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing I forgot to mention really quick about moving to Cambodia. Within the first two weeks, like I had severe, severe, severe separation anxiety. Mm. Like I couldn't focus. My head was cloudy. Like I had headaches all the time. And um, like I felt like I was dying. Like I felt like I contracted some like rare disease in Cambodia and I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but what um, it came down to is you just like missing home. Insane separation anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a, definitely a culture shock yeah. and language too, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, coming back, I just had to like get used to things again. And then I also had to face the fact of like, Hey, you know, I don't have a lot of money coming back. Like Mm -hmm. I think I had like 1500 bucks left and I came back and, um, I was like, okay, well do I go back to being a CPA or do like, I try and create like my own thing, which I was pretty confident now that I could do it like video right Mm -hmm. after all that stuff. So, um, I literally was like, all right, let's just like do it, try this one more time, you know, and this is probably try number five for me of like starting businesses. Like I had four other failed ones before, you know, so, um, and that's not an uncommon thing to hear about people who have businesses is that they, but the cool thing is like you kept trying. Yeah. 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 It's definitely like requires, like you just have to push through it. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I, I literally went online and I YouTube, like, how do you sell videos? Like that's the one thing I needed to learn how to do. Like I knew how to shoot videos. I need to make good ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't have the sales. Like how do I convince to somebody that you should buy from me and pay me a lot of money? Um, that's what I needed to learn. Yeah. So I, I literally went on YouTube and I said, how, how do you um, sell videos? And I found this YouTube channel, Marcus and Nick, and they run a program called Video Warrior. And um, I joined their Facebook group. I listened to what they had to say. I hopped on a phone call with Marcus. And I was like, hey, man, I don't know if this program's right for me. You know, we had like a Zoom, like a uh, ver- webcam call. And um, I told him this whole story basically. And he was like, dude, if I let you hop off this call right now, it's going to be like, and not join like our program. Like it's going to be, a d- it's going to be a disservice on my end to like, let you, let you go. Right yeah. Now. So he like, that's what I, and I enrolled. And like, I spent my, like a thousand of my last 1500 bucks in, on this online course. Yeah. And then I became obsessed with it. Yeah. And binged it for like five days. And then five days later, I made my first sale at 1500 Wow. So I paid for the course and then a little made bit some. of change. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from there, it was just starting to like meet people and networking like Chamber of Commerce and like a Women's Council of Realtors and all these different organizations. Um, and like it just started to snowball from yeah. there. Now, through all this, your experiences, um, one of the things that we definitely want to touch on is like finding purpose and through your experience at what point were you able to put into like words instead of thoughts that like hey like now I found my purpose with through everything and how how would you describe that purpose yeah 
<laughs> this is a crazy question. <laughs> nice question. Yeah, because at some yeah. point in our journeys, like, you have to be able to, like, you can think about purpose and be like, what is my purpose and this and that, but can you articulate it and can you put it into into words to where like someone could understand where you're coming from because you went through a lot and so I'm just interested to see like you know like now like looking back like how can you articulate that yeah and um, most of the time like purpose we always say find your purpose find Mm -hmm. it find it and usually you don't you're not searching for your purpose if you're searching for it it you're never gonna quote unquote find it it's something that like either stumbles upon you and then you create that to be your purpose or it's something you're already doing you just haven't done it um, you haven't necessarily recognized it. Yeah, you it haven't yet. like pursued it. Maybe you have it. Maybe it's a hobby. Like you enjoyed video shooting and camera um, and photography yeah. and stuff. And you're like, I love doing this, you know, for fun. And that purpose may have already been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. And it's, I, I think it de- it's definitely something that like evolves over time. You know, so like if you ask me this question five years from now, it might be a little bit different still. Absolutely. And it, and it will evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like right now, um, the really cool thing that I enjoy about what I do and my purpose right now is I get to take what's special about somebody mm-hmm. or a business or a person or like a nonprofit, like take that special story and like craft it in such a way that makes the, the clearest sense to whoever listens to it. And then yeah. I get to take that basic, that message basically and put it into a video that can then be amplified and like, it's like a ripple effect. Right. So like, mm-hmm. You can only you. We're limited by time and space. Like you can, I can only have so many conversations in a day. You can only have so many conversations in a day. But with video, you can take a really powerful message and amplify it to be viewed in an unlimited amount of times. Like the yeah. ripple effect from that is insane. Like yeah. you can go outward so much further. Yeah. Um. So like it's. I think it's for me. It's just being able to take what makes somebody special and share that with the world. Yeah. That's like your creative purpose. That's cool. <laughs> and yeah. why? Do, why do you want to do that? Like. What made you want to yeah, like your call. share that, you know? Because yeah. I think there's a lot of like really amazing services and, and products and businesses out there. Yeah. And not every business is like legit, right? But there are really amazing like services that people mm-hmm. have. Like look at look at Vigor, right? Incredible. But like not everybody's gonna know about them because they're limited, because mm-hmm. they, they don't know how to put that into into mm-hmm. work into the right words, into the right structure, into yeah. the right sequence within in a video. So like you kind of saw this uh, like gap that needed to be yeah yeah like together. small businesses are like the backbone of the economy you know like mm-hmm. they're the backbone of everything like there's so many people that are suffering out there that could use a product or a service to help them better themselves whatever it is it doesn't have to be fitness yeah but like there's so many people out there that if they just saw the light if they just saw that message if they were reached across the globe across mm-hmm. states across country borders like there's a lot of impact and the potential there that's being lost. Yeah. Oh, I totally just got chills. <laughs> like I totally just had like full body chills. You we were talking about that because you can literally like take like what you're doing, like, and I am so unbelievably like, like proud of you <laughs> because you found it because you're able to take someone's message, like take a small business and create this amazing piece of film, which I've seen, like you've seen them too. Like they're amazing and so well put together, but you're able to like expand it out into the world and potentially inspire other businesses like our, like, like Vigor or like for instance, coffee shop, boom, Buna, and like give them power to like continue on. And that's like, 
that's so powerful. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, got to, I definitely got full body <laughs> chills just cause it's like, it's very powerful. Like what you're doing. And like, we need people like that. And like you in the world to help up, uplift other people. So it's like, you're doing that for, for like the film industry where like us coaches are doing that for like health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Cause I didn't even like personally didn't even think about it that way until like just right now I'm like, crap, like this is crazy. Like it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a deeper purpose behind it. Like, I think it's 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 time for people to stop being selfish. Like, because if like if you like if you're really good at what you do, mm-hmm. and you don't seek out ways to like connect with more people, like in a way you're you're depriving other people from improving their lives. Like, yeah. you're being selfish. Yeah. So it's time for it's time for businesses to stop being selfish and mm-hmm. like stop, let's like let's stop messing around. Let's, like, there's levels to this, and there's impact that you can have. Yeah. And like, you need to step up. Yeah, and like quit, quit hiding the secrets mm-hmm. that are making you successful, but being like, hey, you know what? Like, I want you to do just no, as knowledge well. Knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge, knowledge is, is power. power. But like sharing it, like, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's, yes. That's really cool. I'm just, I'm like totally like, I don't even know what the right word is, but I'm just like so unbelievably impressed. I think it's so important. I, I feel that it's so important that everyone finds their purpose in some mm-hmm. shape or form. And the fact that, I mean, you have like such a phenomenal story of like all these experiences and like being prestige worldwide. <laughs> hey, that's how you're going. <laughs> wide, 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 wide. Um, kind of tell us, um, thank you. About your, <laughs> thank you're you. welcome. <laughs> tell us uh, about your current business, like the name. Um, I know there's a big story behind the name and just your brand now. What, yeah. what do you do? What's your brand? We haven't actually, said what you actually do right now. So what's your story? What's your business? And how do you implement it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the business is called Shutter Sauce, a video production company. And we're specifically focused on small businesses, um, nonprofits, not really working on like big, big, large corporation campaigns or, you know, Hollywood. More so focused on like, how can we directly connect businesses to consumers on a personal level? Uh, And, you know, with the name itself, the way that I see it, every single business already has something that makes them great. Like they have a bunch of ingredients mm-hmm. that are special, right? Like the, 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 the uniqueness, the amazingness, the magic is already there. And it's kind of my job, my company's job to come in and take a look at all the ingredients and be the chef basically. And like, yeah. Oh, we need th- we need this here. We need this here. We need this here. And this is how we assemble it. And this is how we create that secret sauce. Yeah. So that's why I called it Shutter Sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Shutter. <laughs> For some reason, Ratatouille just popped into my oh, head, absolutely. where he's just like making the soup. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's, that's, that's a great. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. And the mice, the mice on his hair. Yeah. He's actually that's yep. what ferret is. Yeah, but yeah. you're not <laughs> you're not the ma- you're not the rat. No. What? No, yeah, because he controls it. The rat's the one that knows how to cook. I know, but I don't want him to be. The, he's not a rat. He's kind of a rat. <laughs> There's the sibling rivalry right loving, there. Very loving. Very loving. Thank you. <laughs> he gets the, the rat. rat. But then it doesn't make sense. The rat knows how to cook. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Continue. Are, yeah. you, are you saying yeah. I'm the rat and then the chef underneath me is the business owner? Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now you got a new logo. Exactly. <laughs> so okay. you're under the hat. Right. You're doing the controls, but you're leading them. That's all you're doing. You're act- this is a great metaphor, actually. You're actually leading that chef. <laughs> to their full to potential. Put, you know, yeah. To yeah. 
cook well. Cook, to cook. But then that, that implies that the business like has to depend on me. Like, or yeah, because yeah. yeah, that guy did in that that kid. No, did because depend then on eventually the he learned how to cook. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, that's actually a great good. analogy. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a great analogy. Yeah. So the chef does learn, and then you know. Yeah, we're pulling it together. This is great. Stitching it up. I watched it the other week, and it's so adorable. Such a good movie. Anyway, so continuing on your brand, like what is how do you service your clients now? Yeah. Um, how do you pitch them, basically? What do, do you go to them? You know, uh, not so much anymore. Um, I've, I've gotten my brand to a point now where, like, I honestly don't have to, like, try too hard now with, like, networking. Like, I networked a lot last year. Like, I networked my ass off. Um, and now I just, I create my own content and put it out on social media, and people see that, and then they come to me. So I've shifted sort of the way that I'm doing marketing, especially with coronavirus, um, with like every single networking event ever getting canceled. So yeah, um, most most like people come to me now, and I'm at a point now where it's like I've got to stop taking projects because it, it, I I'm just like starting to get overwhelmed a little bit, yeah. and I don't want to have a big agency. Like it's just not the business that I want to run. Like I don't want to have a bunch of employees and like yeah. a big agency and office and overhead and all this stuff. So how does that feel? What to say? I'm at a point where I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed. <sighs> so I'm not necessarily going to take anything else on. Like going from networking so hard to start up this business. And now you're at the point where you're like, I don't, I don't know if I have room to take another person on right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and it's like a culmination of a bunch of small things over time. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I, I don't think I can point to any one thing, but I do know that like just every single thing that I did, um, and I had lazy days. Like, I'm not of course, I, we all you know have I lazy hate? days. Like, I hate the like the oh, you gotta hustle, wake up, shine, shine and grind. I like, literally yeah. got out of I bed at that. noon today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like I woke up and started doing my normal routine, and then I was like, mm, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally fine. That's yeah. that's totally cool. <laughs> Uh, like I don't like working before like 11 a.m. most days. Like hey. I just don't. Just... I just think like going back and looking at all your trials and tribulations what? that you've gone through leading up to where you are now. Like, what advice do you have for others out there listening to this that could potentially be in the same situation? Or what's what's the most important lesson you've learned that you can kind of share? Yeah, um, I think the most important thing to do if you like want to be successful and, and be your own boss or I mean it doesn't even have to be entrepreneurship right but like if you want to move forward in life with whatever your goal is like you've got to get hungry mm -hmm. like you you have to find some some kind of motivation and motivation can be fleeting too like Absolutely. I don't like that word mm -hmm. uh purpose is a better better driver for a long for like the long term like mo you can get motivation from little things and fleeting fleeting uh, motivation, but you have to figure out like what is going to push you forward and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's hard. Like you can't just like come up with your purpose right off the spot. Like you have to try a bunch of stuff. You have to fail. You have to, um, figure out what you like. You have to figure out what you don't like. And the only way you do that is by trying a bunch of different things. And yeah. so you're never going to move forward in life if you, A, don't figure out how to find that hunger and then B, you have to actually act on it. Mm -hmm. So like, don't be like an information hoarder, like knowledge is useless if 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 you don't actually like take action yeah. and do something with it so yeah. like uh those are like the two biggest thing and then the third i think the third thing is like even when you don't feel like doing something you just like if you really want to pull something off like you, you've got to do it like you've got to dig and like 
Yeah. Like when you, uh, there's a bunch of times where like I I don't feel like working on this client project. Like I don't feel like finishing this right now. I'll just do it tomorrow. But like just just do it. Do it. I think yeah. that's that's great. I think about like I forget what book I was reading, but it was like passion versus purpose. And like you can have passion, you can have a fuck ton of passion, but passion is just a flame that will go out. It's fire. It's yeah. passion is that fiery, like I'm so excited mm-hmm. to do the all dopamine. This. And yeah, just like super hyped about it. But passion can just passion can go away, especially when it gets hard. So if things get hard and you're only working on passion or motivation, um, it's going to dwindle. You're not going to, mm. you're not going to continue. You're going to say, Oh, this is too hard now. I don't want it. Yeah. And so it's switching that passion into purpose. And the purpose is doing the things that you don't like, mm. right? The things that you don't like until you can allocate it to employees. Right? So it's using that passion to push you into your purpose to do the things that are the ugly things, the chores, you know, the, the things that are little, but that, they make such a huge difference. Yeah. And that also comes down to like self-discipline too. Yeah. So with motivation, it will like, just with it, like with fitness and for, I mean, all of us are in the fitness realm. We all work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get started, there's that motivation and you feel like, Oh, I have all these goals and stuff. But at some point that flame passion per, or uh, motivation will run out. And that's where, where self-discipline comes into action. So it's not necessarily, yes, you may have your purpose, your purpose driven, like you're being driven by this purpose, but ultimately like when it comes to the lack of motivation, that's where the self-discipline starts kicking in. Like to do the late night, you know, finish the projects when you don't necessarily want to. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point you just added is like discipline is huge. Yeah. And like you have to figure out what kind of disciplined person you are. Are you disciplined in a group setting Mm -hmm. or are you disciplined on your own? Like for me, I'm very self like autonomous. Like I will just work on something and I have the discipline to do that by myself. That's an accountant thing though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. And that's, there's different people, right? Because accountants are alone. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's, there's different people. Well, actually, I grew up an only child, so that's that's probably why. Oh, like, yeah. It's like self-sufficiency because you had to. Yeah. I was also a lot more, like, sheltered back then, you know, just because of, like, the way I grew up. Yeah. Like, Helicopter I mom? I didn't really, yeah I, yeah, I didn't really break out of my shell until, like, college. Yeah. Because um, you're a pretty outgoing guy. Like, for someone who's just met you or known you over the last, like, what, like, since Cam started? Since, like, the last six months, give or take? Like, you're a really outgoing individual to me, but you weren't always like that. No, yeah. I was... No, I was, we, we weren't even friends till this year. I like, was... I, feel like. I was so different. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've changed quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's because of, like... Uh, it's because of... I mean, college helped, but, like, after my job, I changed a lot. Cambodia, yeah. like, changed me a lot. Do you think you just kind of stepped into yourself and, like, was became more confident because you're making these decisions for yourself instead of uh, other people. Because you mentioned prior that you were living for what you were told, like society, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Touch on that. Yeah. Touch on that. Go. Yeah. Um, man, <laughs> this is such an important topic. Uh, I think this particular thing about, um, society and living for yourself, like, a, a, a lot of us live based on what our parents tell us and what friends tell us we should do, what society tells us what we should do, but we never stop yeah. to think about, like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what what makes me happy? You know, and there's a lot of people that live their entire lives working, like, nine to five. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five. No, okay. yeah. First, first of all, there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. There's something really wrong with the nine to five that you hate. Yes. Like, there's a difference there. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are in that second that ladder thing where it's like they're in a nine to five that they don't like. And then they just do that for the rest of their lives. And then, then at some point maybe they, they figure it out like that. Oh, maybe I should have tried something different, but now it's too late, you know? So 
So, um, it's not too late, by the way. It's never too late. I mean, unless you're. Well, I mean, definitely. if you're like eighty or ninety, oh, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> dying. If you're dying, yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah. I guess it would be too late at that point. Sorry. You're like, oh, I guess I'll try it when I get reincarnated. If you believe in that. Yeah, that's that's what I mean by that. Like, if you, I mean, even if you're fifty or sixty, like it's yeah, you still have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people go through that, and so I think um, any time that you feel like you're pressured into doing something, that's some that's when you should raise a question and a red yeah. flag inside your own head. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I th- feel like I'm being forced to do this. Is this what I want to do? You yeah. Know? Yeah, and I can definitely relate with you. I mean, I think we've had you and I've had like conversations throughout. Like, where I can definitely relate to what you've gone through. Like, why am I doing this? Like, like this is not what I want to do. And then changing and shifting and stepping into yourself and gaining more confidence and yeah. like just owning like who you are and being like, hey. I think that's so interesting because for me, I feel like I don't jump in on something unless I know I want to go a hundred percent in. Yeah. Like I didn't, I chose my degree, uh, my major, or I didn't choose, I was undeclared for my first year because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when I finally chose exercise, exercise science, I didn't, I didn't choose anything else. That but was it. Then that's know? the cool thing about being human is that it's different for everybody. Oh, yeah. Like you have a very like straightforward path. Like a lot of people have a very straightforward path and they're passionate and motivated from the get go. Like when you determined your major from the sounds of it, like you knew what you're doing and you're still doing it now. Mm-hmm. Where like you and I, like we had a different route and that's, I think just our life's plan. Like all of our, all of us have a life's plan and we don't know mm-hmm. like how it's going to go. Like some people are very straightforward and they follow along and they're happy and ha ha ha. And then others have more, a little bit more roller coaster, a lot more right. trials and tribulations. I'm not saying mine was like straightforward. Yeah. It was just like, but it was pretty like, like I like for have... your age, you are unbelievably blessed to know what your purpose mm-hmm. and passion is yeah. at your age. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, like looking back and like, damn, I wish I really would have found at coaching age. at a yeah. younger age, but yeah. I'm, I'm very thankful I didn't mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be able to be who I am, exactly. vulnerable, relatable, like questioning confidence, all that. So I'm like, you know what? No, again, life's path. Yeah. Kind of on that. Would you have changed anything in your journey? Very like, yeah. Restart. No, because, um, everything that I've done has led me up to this point. And I think my accounting years, like, you could look at that and say it's a waste, but it actually taught me how to um, communicate on a high level mm-hmm. in terms of business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like I can come into a, a meeting and I can actually say that I'm a CPA and that I've done these things mm-hmm. because I have. Yeah. Um, and I say I've worked at these companies because I have. Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of business knowledge that I that I have that most artists that just are artists haven't experienced. Like yeah. And that's why artists a lot of artists stay starving artists is because like they just they have a lot, all that passion for the craft. They just don't they like the, like the, the savviness and yeah. the business know how because you have to have both. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So a little off topic, but I think really important to know. What is one fun fact about you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with your business at all. Why are you so cheesy? Because I love that question. I think it's something I like to ask people whenever I meet new people or at some shape, or like even in classes, like, hey, this is so-and-so. Tell me one fun fact about yourself. They're like, what? But do you have one? Yeah, I think I've I've had like five surgeries. Wow. I think five. Uh, Yeah. What kind of surgeries? So I broke my nose 
when I fell off a roof and I was 12. <laughs> oh, damn. That was number one. Yeah. So, like, I fell off a roof. Yeah. And I was there because I was, we were shooting hoops. Like, I was at my friend's place. We were shooting hoops off his roof because <laughs> that's what you do when you're 12. Yeah, why not? And because it's a great, Done that. It's a great idea. And then, like, when, when I was getting off of the roof, like, onto my friend's backyard, he has a wooden deck. And, like, to get, to get down, like, you, you brace yourself and you swing your legs over, right, on the edge of the roof to get down to the deck. And then there's a gutter right there. And so my, one of my uh, feet got caught in the gutter. And so oh. I, I was, like, dangling upside down, like, staring at the deck. And then the, and then the gutter, like, gave. And, I, and, you know, and then I you fell. You smashed your face. And I smashed right onto my nose. Yeah. Like, right, like. Straight like, on. Sm- like, like, clean hit. Oh, and and like you know, blood, blood gushing everywhere. Yeah, like, it was a bad day. Um, and so I had surgery for that. I had a deviated septum. My nose, like it was like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I broke my nose too, but it was a clean elbow to the nose Ow. during a basketball game, and that I mean, no blood, no nothing. It was just broken. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like a crime crime scene. Ooh. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I had a surgery on that, and then like the surgeon. I guess wasn't that great or maybe it's just, I don't know. I had to get surgery again because it didn't, it just went back. Yeah. So I, I, I had no surgery twice. <laughs> okay. It's, it wasn't like, like, like ima- imagine like a, imagine like a curve, right? Like imagine yeah. my, my, it wasn't like full. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah. Like, you guys are like, you guys are being a little extreme. Uh, yeah. I'm literally picturing like the most horrific nose break ever. And you're like, it was just like fine. <laughs> it just the surgery wasn't done. Was like it was it years. was just a curvature, you know, just yeah. a little bit of curve. Uh, so I had two surgeries there, and then uh, in college, I visited college after I graduated, and I, I think I was twenty three, and I dressed up as a basic bitch. And <laughs> what, does that, what does that look like for a dude? <laughs> Do you know this picture? Have you seen this I picture see before? Uh, yeah. Can we get that picture so we can put it on, yeah. right, on our Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> you could you could have that be the picture, the guest picture. Yeah, for yeah, me. yeah. yeah. Hello. So, so it's North Face jacket, uh, yoga pants, UGG boots. Yep. Uh, blonde. I started off as a ginger. I had a ginger wig, but then I found a blonde wig later, so I put that on. Uh, this was Halloween, by the okay. way. So, yeah. No, this context. Was Tuesday in July. <laughs> <laughs> when school's out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was fun. And my friend dressed up as, um, I think it was Deputy Dangle from, like, Reno 911, you know, with, like, the short... The short shirt, short shorts. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yes. Okay, yeah. No, yes, I definitely know who that is. He's my favorite character. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So that's what we did. And then my friend, we were we were drunk. And my friend, mind you, I was this is I was 23, so this is a little while back. But uh, he like started talking trash to these guys that were backing out of an alleyway, and then um, they got very upset at him talking that trash. And, you got and then fight. and then they they stopped the car. And then four four of them hopped out and they jumped us. So I fell on my arm like this, outstretched like that. That's where I tore my labrum. I woke up the next morning and I couldn't like move my arm. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say you broke your arm and it was all cockeyed. No, no, no. no. Like his nose. Yeah. No, no. It just it just was torn. Torn. Yeah. So I had surgery for my labrum. I did six months of PT after surgery, and then um, I got back in the gym. I still felt some pain. I went back to my doc. He was like, well, let's just give you a steroid shot. He gave me a steroid shot. And then I got back in the gym. Probably that's where I tore my rotator cuff because mm. I felt great. And then yeah. later I, f- I felt more pain. So I probably tore it there. Uh, tore my rotator cuff. Had to get surgery on my rotator cuff. Another nine months of, of physical therapy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, three months after my surgery of my rotator cuff, while I'm still doing physical therapy, 
three months after that, I got out of my sling and I went on a hike with Alex. And uh, it was December, like Christmas time. Snow. And we got up to the top of the, the hike and it's oh. called Kamikaze Falls. Oh. This hike is called Kamikaze <laughs> Falls. Kamikaze Falls. I fell <laughs> at the top of the hike and I fell onto my arm like this again. Oh. And I heard a. You gotta tuck and roll, bro. I heard, I heard a pop. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, Christ. well, there are my anchors from the rotator cuff repair. Like, Then you had to get it fixed. Yeah, and so I went back to the dock. Oh, and I went back to the dock. And I don't know if these are really fun facts because it's more like depressing <laughs> <sad> facts. <laughs> I can speak Russian. I can speak, Cam- I can speak Cambodian as well. well. I, was gonna, I was like, well, Khmer. if you're in Cambodia. It's Khmer. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Cambodian language is pronounced Khmer. K- oh. K-H-M-E-R. It's, it's not, you don't speak Cambodian. You speak Khmer. Well, that's a fun fact. Khmer. 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 Um, do you have a favorite uh, cocktail or wine? Wait, it's wine and wisdom. We got to know. Yeah. Um, I actually do really enjoy uh, old fashions, mojitos. And my favorite favorite of all time is, uh, is Moscow Mule. Like. Wow. Ooh, You're you, so Russian. God damn it. Great. Are you Russian? Yeah, he's yeah. Russian as fuck. Oh, I well, didn't know. I'm, I'm I didn't a, know. I'm Armenian, I'm Russian, and I'm Azerbaijani, so I'm like a mutt. But I, I was Russian. I was born yeah. in I was born in Moscow, Russia. Wow. And I moved here fun when I was facts. Why th- these are all one? fun facts on top of like the five surgeries. I'm giving I'm giving you a lot of content. So you guys I mean you guys are the editors, <laughs> right? So yeah, like yeah. you do whatever you want with yeah. the content. Oh, it's all going in. <laughs> Everything. Um so I guess last question is what's next for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I really enjoy like the tribe that I found in terms of like my mentors and other video owners. Like I've found some awesome people. So I'm going to continue to hang around them and like grow with them because I just like want to I want to be around other business people that are just cool. Like I don't want my clients just to be clients. Like mm-hmm. I actually like Luca's great. You know, like I could be friends with Luca and like hang out with him. You know, so like those are the kinds. He of does lo- love Moscow mules, so you uh, all can drink those together. There you go. That's his <laughs> drink of choice. Oh, shit. Not even kidding. There you go. That, yeah. So that's that's that. And Slavic, he's Slovenian, so let's that's that close Slavic. Enough. Yep. <laughs> our Slavic our Slavic roots are, are combining right there. Shout out to Luca Hosovar. Eastern European. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just want to continue to grow around other like like-minded people. But I also like I also want to find um, a partner that uh, is also driven, and she doesn't have to be an entrepreneur, you know. Yeah. But like, I just want to find somebody that's driven and has uh, some kind of purpose and direction in life, you know, yeah. that she that she really enjoys and is passionate about. That's the other thing, um, you know. I foc- I always talk about business, and I'm so focused on business just because like it consumes my life. Mm-hmm. But that is like. <laughs> I de- like there's way more to life than business. Like yeah, business should only be like twenty five percent. Another is important know? too, right? Yeah, <laughs> we can all relate there. Yeah. yeah, but also like on that, like finding a partner who like yes is driven, but also has like their own things on the sides. Because like sometimes you can like get in a relationship and then it just becomes like you guys like intertangle like too much, and then you lose your level of independence. So being able to be two independent people coming together, have common goals as a couple, but then also be able to have your own things on the side that keep you driven and passionate. Independence is huge. And like, that's the kind of person that I am. And, uh, like if your if your partner isn't independent, like it's, it's just going to cause problems because now they're now they're always depending on you for their happiness or they're depending on you to be entertained or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So it just 
and it will not, it yeah. just don't, doesn't work. And when it comes to happiness, like, and you guys may agree to, or not, you can tell me, is that it's, you can't find true happiness in anyone. Like it ultimately starts within yourself. So like finding your passion, your purpose is like. It's the same thing. You don't, yeah. you don't find happiness, you create it. Yeah. And it, it start and it like, you're not gonna be happy all the time, but it starts within. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the other thing that, um, I would really like to accomplish is, uh, just to, like be able to take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause she's really proud of me and I've gotten now to a point where I've kind of proved her wrong, like deviating from the traditional path. Mm-hmm. You know, like I make, I'm more successful now than I was as an accountant. Cause she so. was super concerned. Like, yeah. how, how could you leave this high paying job? You're gonna have so much money and like security with the money, but you weren't happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall she's always, going to want your happiness of yeah. course do you think yeah. that's an older generation look at life Absolutely. is that it's like 100%. you do this for the money yeah. money 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 and Absolutely. now we're in this like we're in the generation where it's like well some of us are still material 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 but ultimately like being good with yourself is really important i know for me like yeah. i could care less if i had i mean like i would rather be poor and happy than have all this money be totally like hating my life and usually that's the way it goes you ask millionaires whatever they're they're not happy yeah that's, they always I, want more, more it's, more. It's something that came from the Industrial Revolution, that mm-hmm. way of thinking. And so yeah. like you have um, you know, foreman assembly line workers, you have teacher students, um, and you have, you know, boss employees, right? So like that it's just that's where it came from. Um, and like you don't know what you don't know. So our parents, like, that's kind of how they grew up, right? And so yeah. like that's the least uh, that's the path of least resistance to success, mm-hmm. but it's only financial. Yeah. It's a financial. But I wonder what it'd be like if our if our parents truly listened to their passion and how much happier they would have been in life. And what what would the world look like now if you had a, a whole another generation? I think it's evolving now. I it's think evolving like now, for sure. Like we are all obviously all three of us yeah. are realizing, mm-hmm. you know, we're not doing it for money. We yeah. want to do it for enjoyment. Money and is nice. Money's but nice. We're not. We can't deny that. It affords course. me my Lululemon. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think you know generations now are like beyond us. Yeah. Our children's or our children's children will be a completely different state now. Yeah, absolutely. So it will yeah. definitely be interesting as we go into the future. The internet changed has changed everything. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like you joined like you just found this passion of yours at the right time. Like just this video marketing mm-hmm. everyone needs it everyone needs it because everyone's going digital everyone is on the web um, mm-hmm. you can own your business remotely and with this video project like yeah. it helps you get money you woke up at a good time <laughs> yeah yeah get woke get woke guys <laughs> get woke stay woke um anything else you want to share yeah um i would just say you know don't take don't take your life for granted. Like I feel like a lot of people like focus on, uh, you know, f- focus on setting themselves up for success later, mm-hmm. um, later in life. And like, you know, just you, you, your life could you're, like life's short. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. you know, like life's short. You so, can say it straightforward. Your life can end at any point. We don't know. No, yeah. The course of your life can change with one decision. And if yeah. you decided to do something, it could change your entire life. Yeah. So I would say like to anybody that's listening to this, like if you, if you've been thinking about doing something, if you, you're passionate about doing something and you've been holding back, uh, most of the time, the only thing holding you back is yourself. So just, just do it. Great. Hashtag Nike. Where can, um, our listeners find you like online? All yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
website is the, the best thing to look at. Um, so it's shutter-sauce.com. And then you can also find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is where is Farid. Uh, I used to post a lot of travel stuff. That's why my handle's that. But uh, I do plan on like posting old photos and bringing some old projects. I have a ton of stuff that I want to post. I don't, I don't really post that much anymore. But mm-hmm. where is Farid on Instagram, shutter-sauce.com if you want to check out my business stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our first guest. Yeah. Cheers. Clink. Water, fire, word, earth. Earth. Let's go. Fuck. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, This has been a really deep conversation, I think. Super enjoyable. Super enjoyable. And um, just your story, I feel like, can inspire a lot of people. Um, And it's definitely one of our, (laughs) our first serious kind of podcast we got way serious but it was good it was really good um i think i learned a lot too um but yeah so if you guys enjoyed this we'd love if you left a review or shared with a friend um you can find us at on instagram at weights wine wisdom or email us at weights wine wisdom at gmail.com yep and if you are listening to us on uh, apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review five stars preferably (laughs) yeah cool we'll see you next time (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.